0: Show brought to you by the Ghetto Cafe and Market where they're open for business 24-7 serving hot fresh food. Moan, it is most definitely Monday, and it sure feels like it doesn't. It, it does, like a slap
1: in the face, man. <laughs> 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 gotta, gotta get going on this
0: Monday DK. We're not having an easy time. <laughs> Let's come clean with the citizens. We are not having an easy time today. <laughs> we, you got stuck in traffic. I did. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can hit snooze for another half hour. And then, and then we get on and I'm like, I get a bagel that comes this way. And I'm like, I got to eat the bagel. Got to eat the, you bagel. the bagel. I had the bagel. And then I find out my flight to Florida later today is indefinitely delayed. Uh, I
1: mean, hey, again, like I said, like a slap in the face.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, let's you talk some it, football here because that's why everybody pressed play. It wasn't, it's not for this silliness. Uh, but the, this, I
1: found out that our crowd, our crew of people, they enjoy this. They think they think we're friends, DK.
0: Oh no. What about that? We're gonna have to tell them maybe in the next episode some real stories about football players and media. How about that? Let's do that. Oh, that's very uh, relevant.
1: But no, you are my guy, though, for sure. Let's do it.
0: Uh, that, that's really nice, though. I I um, <laughs> we have to talk about the the availability, finally, of Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin at the NFL meetings Finally, over these past couple days in West Palm Beach. Finally got to hear them speak. We can stop wondering, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Why are they going to see this guy? Why are they going to see that guy? Uh, who do they have left? Moan, I got to tell you, the one thing that jumped out at me more than anything else yeah. was Kevin Colbert saying that he felt that the Steelers have all of their starting positions, their starting yeah. slots filled, except strong safety. Yeah. Um, does that strike you as at least a little bit surprising? A little bit, because I know for sure, the fan base for
1: sure is feeling like we got to get one or two more pieces. The safety position is definitely the most obvious. Um, Truth be told, maybe he he means in general, as far as the guys that are going to compete for those jobs, are going to elevate themselves Mm -hmm. to a point to where they're filled up. For sure, I saw uh, Akilo uh, Washington, I think, was signed as past Akilo Witherspoon, yeah. Mm -hmm. Witherspoon, sorry about that Mm -hmm. mix-up, kiddo. Um, But yeah, he signed. Again, enough of the bones are there that you feel confident in the team. Of course, what does that confidence get you when a season starts and you're going up against the trench monster of what the NFL is? I'm not sure the base feels confident in it. You know, as far as the fans' consumption of what's on roster right now. But truth be told, again, we saw Coach Tomlin and, and specifically Coach Tomlin, you know, pretty much gush over uh, Malik Willis last week, and you think to yourself, well, if it's filled, then do you just really like this kid, or are you going to draft this kid to be on your roster also? And if you're you're, you know you're pretty confident that the that the uh, rosters filled with the starters itself a strong safety. Then that means you're going to go with one of the quarterbacks on roster.
0: Well, that's the other part. Was, then there was that uh, because you, you're right about the 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 depth chart component, which is that for example, uh, Colbert was asked specifically about Stefan Tuite.
1: Yeah, so I did see that.
0: Is he considered your starter? Well, and it, his response was Colbert's. Was yeah, it's like but, Colbert answer. But if it isn't him, it's Chris Wormley. So right. we consider the spot filled. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and and also, to I, I just want to take a
1: second. If we can't, if I can hijack hijack this for a sec. Steph Tour's situation is very sensitive. Really, for him. And I think even talking about it, I think the way Kev answered it and also Coach Tomlin, too, is just like, I'm not at a at a liberty to really give you an answer. I, I think the best answer of it all was Tua was in, is in the building. You know, like, I think that's the greatest answer he could have given to us about a topic that they still don't have answers on for Tua and his family. Uh, that's tough. And if you've ever been through anything tragic, and I know most of us have at some point, then you know that, look, he's going to have to deal with that however he feels the
0: need to. Yeah, and he is, by the way. Ramon's not being figurative when he says that. He he actually is physically in the building right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he he's training. He's working out there. Uh, he's under their eyes uh, and, and has continued to be that since I mean, through the whole season, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned two mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Yeah. that's where this thing really bursts through the roof here. Because on Sunday, after after Tomlin got done with his, his regular interviews with the, the, the main reporters, uh, he did a one-on-one with Missy Matthews, who's, who works for the Steelers. She's also a reporter. And she asked yeah. him about the fourth the quarterback spot, about the open. Right. How do you plan on filling that? And his response was that it will probably – his word happened through the draft. And then he went on to say that, yeah, I know. Right. But that depends on the order and, yeah. and how, how guys fall in front of him. And I'm thinking he's got, he's, he has to be talking about the first round who who yeah. talks about quarterback order or any player order. Once you get past the first round.
1: I know. And, and, and you know what we're, we're talking about it because that that is a very important position. And I think this fan base, you go from one extreme to the next. And I I don't feel like you'd be okay with it, it, DK, if there was a sense of purgatory and not knowing what is going on of of how you're going to move forward as an organization. I do feel Coach Tomlin's confidence in that this roster is better than most in the NFL still, specifically on the defensive side. I think the offensive line pieces you picked up are very solid, but that's got to mesh. And as Coach T says, sometimes you got to get into the minutiae of bringing everything together. I think that's going to be a process of handling itself. But as as far as the team, that question of quarterback is always going to come up because seeing the moves that the Browns have made, seeing the moves that, you know, even the contract that Aaron Rodgers has been paid out, that's a very important position when it comes down to the wins and losses of your organization. I saw uh, a, a, a sports uh, outlet today tweet out quarterbacks that Patrick Mahomes got a face. And I'm thinking to myself, they're only talking about the quarterbacks he's got a face.
0: Yeah, 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 right.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's a fan base here in Tennessee. There's a little chapter about Ryan Tannehill being left out because the the quotation really said elite quarterbacks. Everybody wants that elite guy. And I think it'd be wrong to think that Pittsburgh fan base doesn't want an elite guy also. So that question right. has to be answered at some point during this offseason. Well, it's this year, you do it with Malik Willis and one of the young cats. I, I can't s I, I just can't see us tanking for a guy though, DK. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. There's there's nothing about this team's personality, anybody top to bottom that would that would go for anything like that. But what you can envision. Because you don't have to tank the move up in the NFL draft. You've got to give up capital. That's all. Yeah. you got to trade up. And when I hear and see the evidence that both Tomlin and Colbert are putting into prioritizing the quarterback position and not at all masking mm-hmm. it, somebody asks Tomlin uh, uh, in West Palm Beach about, the fact that because he's at the owners' meetings that he has to miss out on North Carolina's Pro Day. Yeah. And he said, to be honest with you, I'm peed off. I am. And, and that's a very Tomlin answer on a whole it lot is. of levels. But it also tells you that he, he is eager to check every box that he can to try to find this position. And that, that Moan, seems like the approach that they've taken in general. You know,
1: just, it, it is. And the the one quote that's that's very telling of how they feel about Mitch, whether you like it or not, was this from Coach Tomlin. We really were attracted to his upside. He is young and experienced, and he's one to be quite honest with you.
0: Hmm. How about that? Let's talk about Tomlin as a football junkie. Then. How about we do that in the next segment? back to the Ron Foster Show. Always would sound a little bit uncomfortable when anyone in in the NFL would refer to themselves as a junkie. But Mike Tomlin has done that. He uses that term a lot, doesn't he? He's a football junkie. What does that mean? What does he mean when he says it?
1: He does use that word a lot, man. And what it means is... He is a – and you've heard him say this. He wants to be a curator of the sports. He he wants to make sure that whatever the game was that was taught to him and what it was before him, he wants those same sentiments to be passed on. And however way that, you know, you can keep this game around, he's going to do it. But it goes deeper than that for him. And I think Coach Tomlin – I'm a, I'm a sociology major too, okay? So I kind of look at – Breed people okay. a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. If, if for me, I think Coach Tomlin is a guy, man, that was – Good enough to, to have an opportunity in the NFL, and it didn't work out because he had the stigma of small school attached to him. But not only that, he's from an area that's very rich in football. The Tidewater, Virginia area, area of, of that region of the United States, man, is so many freaking athletes that come from that place. One of my best friends, Gerard Mayo, played for the Patriots first round Overall, uh, number 10 overall pick for the Patriots, Super Bowl winner from that area. Michael Vick's from that area. Like, there's a bunch of guys. Percy Harvin, I think, is from the Virginia area also, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there's a bunch of guys that are from that Tidewater area. That's what they call it. And that's what they do. That's what they know. And and because it's so important to them in that region, I think it's been embedded in him. I think the way he would, when we play the Cowboys, he tell us about you know the 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 matchup and what it meant. He bring up things like uh, Franco Harris. You know, watching the ball tip off the foot. You know, like he give you history lessons on us versus the Raiders, us huh. versus the Cowboys, us versus Green Bay, us versus just anybody that had a I long. stick. that really? Oh That's my amazing. god! No, before huh. the Wednesday meetings, yeah, to yeah. Under, like and, and especially the times we were struggling on the West Coast. Uh
0: huh.
1: He'd break down you know, this history of Raiders versus the Steelers and just let you understand this ain't a game for just this week. This is a game that's going to be told in the history of the Steelers versus the Raiders. That's going to last a long time. And which side of history do you want to be on? Like, that's how important he made it for you. Like, again, when we look at how he deal with players too, let's be honest. Certain players get certain leeway because of what they can provide for the game too, DK. That's not just AB, that's Ben, that's me, that's Marquise, that's the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Because what you can provide for the game is what everybody's really seeking, if we're being completely honest. However we can deal with your sideshow, we'll deal with that. Moan. you got an issue this week? Cool. Have your baby come back to work and let's get back to football. You know? (laughs) AB, you had an issue? All right, cool, man. Handle that and then come back and let's do football because he's a junkie with it. Like, he wants the game to continue on. If you tell me 10 years from now, Coach T could be the uh, commissioner of the NFL, I go, yeah, I could believe that. Because it's all about the growth of the game. It's all about how can this game evolve. And not just, you know, moving forward, but he always attaches himself to the people behind him. The respect he has for Joe Green. The respect he has for the Steel Curtain. And not just our organization, the Giants. When he sees Tom Brady, the respect that they would have for one another, you know, I think wins and losses carry like heavy on him more than people realize when it comes down to him being a junkie of the game. I'll never forget just him breaking down the whole Cowboys series, man. You know, like that meant a lot. And and we walked into those games with a little bit more edge. I'll never forget. What was it? The 2014, I think, when Zeke ran it back. Like we walked in that game like, hey, we're going to ride or die. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the way we played that game that weekend. I mean, that that pass where A.B. and B.M. B did the fake spike, that was, I think, partly because of the importance of, of the weight of, the of game. that game,
0: yeah. because of the history lesson we had gotten. Because yeah, you're facing Roger Staubach, and they're not.
1: Come, come on. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? <laughs> you, you feel me? Like, Yeah, you're out there against Ed Too Tall Jones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he painted up so much so because he's so knowledgeable of it. And I told anybody, coach T's a nerd, like from national (laughs) geographic to the sports, to just knowing the quirkiest things about people. One of the first things he said to me was, uh, you, you know, what, what, one of the later things he said to me to where he was just like, when I told when I tell everybody about, um, him giving me my, my draft information or telling me about it, he's in this room, his side office. And he's like, Man, Moan, I was just looking through some draft profiles, man, and I saw yours, and everything that we had written up about you was absolutely the everything turned out to be true. I was like, "What? Number one, why are you looking at my why are you draft? You looking profile? At
0: that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Looking at myself? This is the middle of the season, Coach T. I'm not about to get cut right now. You know, right,
0: exactly.
1: But that's him, though. Everything is a detail. What, like? Because he's a he's a junkie for the game, like guys reach out to him, not just in the NFL, but I know college coaches that reach out to Coach T for advice and substance to how to carry on, man. So it's a little bit deeper than probably a junkie. Just being
0: real, well, in so many ways, he is so perfect to be a member and a and a vocal active member at that of the NFL's competition committee because he's uh, he's in a way he's in that guardian. Roll when we come back. Oh, uh, a uh, fun, fun, they're all fun. This one is fun, like with an extra emphasis on fun. <laughs> hey Welcome back to the moan Foster Show. It's time for our Hey Moan segment, and today's comes from Julie. And she asks, Hey Moan, can you imagine Minka and Tyran? Working with Tomlin and Flores. I hope we sign him. She means the honey badger. We have to fight elite offense with an elite defense and defensive coaching. And then she throws in parenthetically, hope you feel better because she sent this around the time you didn't look so hot with the uh the stomach bug late, you know, on, on our last episode.
1: Oh my God. I didn't know I was gonna survive the weekend, but I did. I did, okay. It was uh, it was rough. I appreciate that sentiment right there, Julie. But um, uh, Oh, so the, the Honey Badger and, and Minka conversation. I, I think Steeler Nation's been dreaming of this since free, since before free agency started when they saw he wasn't going to sign back with Kansas City. Um, you know what you're getting with those two guys back there. You're getting a guy that can cover and make interceptions like crazy. Well, no, you're getting two of those guys. But you're also getting two fearless guys that can play in the box like none other. And I think that's the beauty of what Honey Badger could bring. So this is the thing for me with, with, with Tyron Matthew, if he does come to Pittsburgh, one, he might have to take a little bit less than what others are offering him, simply because Minka's due up next, too. And I think Pittsburgh liked to lock him into a multi-year deal, kind of the way they would do with Ryan Clark for a guy that was playing that role like that. Another guy that comes to mind, too, and probably doesn't get enough credit, Mike Mitchell. is another guy that comes to mind like that that's going to play a Old role. Old school.
0: Old school, you, you know. but Mitch, Mike Mitchell would be the first one to tell you that he, he didn't change. The game changed around him. Exactly. Um, but the playmaking
1: ability of those two dudes on the back end or even in the box, I think fits Pitt, Pitt, Pittsburgh narrative to what have they always done for years and years and years is play A1 defense, man. And, and she's right. As, as far as these offenses in the NFL go with guys going to different teams and really just powering up, you're going to have to have one or two teams that's got to combat that, that really says, you know what, we got this as, as far as trying to win. I think Tampa pretty much did that to uh, Kansas City in the Super Bowl when they played against each other, although Tampa had a really good offense on the side of the ball too. But they won that game solely, well, I ain't going to say solely, a, a lot of the ways because of what that defense did to Kansas City. I think we all can agree with that. And if you're combating what offenses are doing, I will say this too. I don't know how much stock you want to put into the Honey Badger actually coming to to uh, Pittsburgh, but I'll say this: if we're relying solely on the defense to win us games, then I think at a certain point that actually cracks more than than, than anything. Because if they're on the field longer than what they should be, then having a, 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 a Minka, I mean, having a, a Tyron Matthew doesn't add up there still has to be efficiency on the other side. So when we're speaking about bringing in the Honey Badger, number one, it has to work for the cap. But two, is what you're willing to risk to get him if it doesn't work under the cap. Because the offense, of course, I think we still can poke holes in that for sure. And as far as how good it's going to look, I don't want to solely rely on the defense combating offenses because our offense needs to ring the bell more times than I think our defense does in the upcoming years to come.
0: Well, I'll tell you, what else doesn't add up right now is the is the concept that the Steelers would be looking at any older player. Uh, Kevin Colbert did not specifically address uh, Matthew, of course. That, that would just be very un-Steelers-like. <laughs> uh, but he did say in West Palm Beach that the Steelers' top priority is adding younger veteran players. And when you look at the signings that they made, notably across the offensive yeah. line, these are guys that are 25, 26 they years are. old. And the exact Colbert quote is Our preference is always to add players coming off of their first contract or as close to their first contract as they can be. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Tyron Matthew turns 30 yeah. in May.
1: Um, you know, Kev's not into Band bendays is basically what he's saying, just because it pops. And I say this if we were more of a ready made Super Bowl team, Tyron Matthew makes all the sense in the world. And I'm not shooting down Julie's questions or anybody still the nation's hopes and dreams of the honey badger coming, but I, I, I do think that would be the case, and especially with what his price tag could potentially hold, unless he's very, unless he's feeling very charitable.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not going to be the case for G, any GM operating under a cap. No. And then remember too that there's still Terrell Edmonds out there, even though he kind of cleaned off his Twitter account from all Steelers stuff, so maybe he's just in a bad mood. Anyway, we appreciate the question, Julie. We appreciate anybody who sends stuff in uh, to us regardless of what it is. Reviews, comments, and everything else here. But that also includes Hey Moan entries, which you can leave on YouTube. Absolutely. On DK Pittsburgh Sports. Oh, uh, we're, we're everywhere. everywhere. we can find We stuff, right Moan?
1: Absolutely. Man. Yes. See us on any platform.
0: That's right. Well, we'll see us tomorrow. We'll do to this again tomorrow.